Hey, welcome to Specialized, the podcast about living in the special needs community as educators, parents, and community leaders. I am Wayne. I am Tina. I'm Diana. And I love that you guys ran right into the microphone. Did you guys, they're, they're eager and they're excited. Why? Because the rope is about to drop and we're about to walk into the kingdom. We're talking about going to Disney World with your child with special needs. This episode's about to get magical, guys. It's about to get happy, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna share some some of the the, the magic with everybody uh, because it's a huge undertaking. It's one of those things where being able to go to a theme park, and you know, we're talking Disney because that's our our biggest experience um, when it comes to taking a child with any kind of disability, you know, to to a theme park. That that's that's where we go. We we go there often, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But it's one of those things where. A lot of anxiety can kind of come into play when it comes to going to a theme park like Disney World um, with your child with special needs. And it all started with a mouse. No, it all started uh, <laughs> for us um, with this just kind of we were given a ticket to go to Disney World. This is years ago now. You know, we were we were almost five years ago. And so we were given a ticket to go to Disney and it was just it was a little unnerving because it was like, you know, you know, we want you guys to go and enjoy yourselves and have a good time. And we were really apprehensive about like, you know, would this work? How does this even work with a child with special needs? And uh, we were really unsure about it, right? Yeah, it was a little unsettling and just kind of, and we were excited again. We have individually been to Disney ourselves and then we've gone, you know, as husband and wife. Um, but that experience is very different. And then preparing and planning to take a child with special needs. And she was young, too, um, at the time. And it was just very yeah, unsettling. I didn't know what to expect. Um, yeah, it was pretty how wild. How to prepare, how to plan. You know, do we have enough of this? Do we have enough of that? And I think we probably over... Questions. We over-prepared because we, we oh kind of yeah. do that. We like we, we went you all out. No. <laughs> but it was one of those things where um, she, you know, Emily went. We took her. And she had a great experience, you know, just yeah, uh, it was definitely magical, magical. And uh, who did she have this experience with? Snow White. Snow White. Snow That's White. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just one We've of those gone things so where many times now I'm just trying to remember <laughs> oh, what I the know. first experience was because she's had a number of magical experiences. She's had a lot. But it was one of those things where, um, you know, she was all dressed up in her Snow White mm-hmm. outfit and it was just really cute. And she had this great interaction, and it was just one of those things where Snow White just had this. Uh, and and parents, don't worry, we won't. You know, we're just we're we're talking. We're all ta- we're talking about all the magic here. We're not gonna we're not gonna ruin any magic. But like Snow White was there and talking to Emily and really interacting with her and really getting on her level and just really it was just a really neat experience. And she connected like it was just one of those things where like that whole Disney thing it was just magic spends extra time with her yeah and so it was just it, it was awesome so you know we've gone um you know like you said just you know as individuals you know we've gone together um and i think i'm trying to remember i think like my first trip to disney was somewhere around um like 1987 or 88 or something like that it was like some kind of big 200th celebration for something right and so it was just a really cool um, you know, it was a really cool thing. So, you know, I got to go as a kid, and I got to experience what that was like. When Do you remember when, like, Tina, do you remember when your first trip to Disney World was? 
Yes, I was five years old. Nice. And you remembered how old you... I don't even remember how old I was, but... My well, my parents wanted to take me when I was old enough to remember, yet young enough to enjoy it. It sounds like so a nice little like <laughs> five years old was the age. Nice. Yeah. And of course, I met Snow White for the first time, too. Very good. <laughs> I think I met the Country Bears. I think that's what I, that's what I did. Do you remember when you went for the first time, Diana? Um, I was not even born yet when you two both went for the first oh. time. <laughs> Just to realize, but. Uh, I don't remember my first time You're actually, the worst. but <laughs> I would go all the time when my dad would come right. to visit, and we would—that's where we would go. Disney every time, all the time. When you see us, you remember who you met for the first time? I would meet like Cruella Deville. I have pictures of me, like <laughs> all most the bad guys. <laughs> usually the villains. Yeah. <laughs> Diana associates with all the villains. Yes. Um, and so you know, we and then we ended up going collectively because it was just one of those things where after that experience we ended up getting passes to go say from that first experience we were hooked and disney definitely suckered us in (laughs) 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 uh so yeah it works that way it's uh, yeah that's exactly what it was they suckered us in we're like this is a great experience and we want to do this over and over again for for emily and then of course together yeah it was a well and that's what ended up happening was like you know we we got that pass, and we started, you know, we started going. And I mean, you've always been a Disney fan, Diana. And then, yes. then, then you got a pass. I wanted to go with Emily. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That was the thing, right? And it was like, like she, she's like, I want to go with Emily, and I want to experience it with Emily. Um, and Disney, through Emily's eyes, is a completely different experience than like most um, pass holders would have, or most Disney goers. Would happen, so we'll kind of unpack that a little bit. And what we wanted to do was kind of talk a little bit about what our experiences have been, but then also want to talk a little bit about like how do you do this? How do you you know w- what's what kind of work do you have to do on the front end in order to really experience you know Disney World and all that it, there is to offer in that area? Uh, and so this is not a comprehensive list. List. In fact, after this or throughout this show, I'll share some links and stuff about um, how you can better plan for uh, Disney and uh, all the stuff that helped me, I want to help you. So I'm going to share all that stuff uh, with you guys as well. But let's kind of, Tina, Diana, we've got some like, we, yes, we, don't, we don't have a comprehensive like, here's the top list, uh, but we got just some stuff that we jotted down. Hey, keep this in mind. So when it comes to the first thing we want to talk about, Tina is the one to talk about. Okay. This oh, well, this is the, the so what's what's the first thing on your list? Well, actually, I'm gonna veer oh, from my list a little bit. I'm what? sorry, I'm throwing <laughs> you guys off, but I Not was me. actually talking about, or thinking about in my head, like um, getting a ticket versus being a pass holder. We live in the oh, state yeah. of Florida, so um, Disney is right around the corner for us, about a couple hours away. So it's it's we can make a day trip of it, um, which is a blessing. But I know many of you may be out of state or you may be in the state of Florida, but yet more than a couple of hours away from Disney. So obviously some planning and prep go into that. But um, from the one ticket experience that we had, it was so magical. And seeing Disney through Emily's eyes and experiencing it through her um, just really put us on the course of we want to do this over and over and over again because she just enjoyed it that much. So we did become pass holders um, silver pass holders, but there are different levels of pass holder, um, and just what you are able to do. 
And we figured, you know, just kind of cost effective. Some of you may look at that price and be like, whoa, um, it is gifted to us. Uh, we do have family members and friends and things that all pitch in and uh, provide this for Emily more than they do for us, but they know that Emily <laughs> loves it so much. She's got to go with somebody. So, and because we're the <laughs> I parents, can just take her. <laughs> we get to tag along. Um, but anyway, so with that, which we are incredibly blessed um, to have that experience with her and to be able to do it over and over again. But cost effectively, <clears throat> to be honest, the past is less expensive than buying tickets for multiple trips. If you can go at least right. once a month, if you can plan it in your budget to go at least once a month, um, then you've made your money back, actually. Right. So and it is. It's one of those things where you know you got you got to weigh it out because you know we have um, we have the past that it blocks you out over the summer and then it you know and it blocks you out like over winter Easter or something like that. Like yeah, there's like a couple of spots where you can just you can't you know uh, go. But there is there's this you know the 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 beauty of having a pass is the fact that the pressure of doing everything in one visit is off, or the beauty of having a multiple day pass you know kind of takes all the pressure of doing you know everything all at once. Now we've gone on like a Disney vacation before where we've still just kind of taken it easy and not had to focus on doing everything because again it's like you want to keep your child's um, you want to keep your child's health in mind. Uh, you want to keep in mind what kind of stamina like they've got to last throughout the day. Like, you know, uh, Emily, when it's a really hot day, she, you know, overheats and just kind of will, you know, just kind of like our cars, you know, like we'll just shut down for a little while, you know. And so it's not really all that helpful to try and like push and push and push to try and do it. And I'm actually grateful that our passes are actually blocked out over the summer because that is not the time to go, you know, with her. So, um, so it's, that's a good point just to kind of like, you know, decide what kind of ticket you want to do to decide when you want to go. And from there, the big prep begins. Yes. <laughs> so, and that's, that was kind of the one thing that I was getting into, but, um, definitely when you are preparing and packing for a trip into the theme park and to Disney world, um, just some things that I always make sure that we have. I usually pack and prep the night before so that we can just grab the bags and go. Now, granted, there's always the one thing that you forget to pack or you forget to grab before you go out the door. So you either turn the vehicle back around <laughs> and, and grab it or you just go without it. Um, so just some things. Just <laughs> or you go to Walmart on the way there. Walmart and or we've, done that. we've done all these things. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Believe me, we're talking from experience here. Um, so basically, like we have a bag. We have actually a few bags that we bring with us. We have an actual what we call Disney backpack. <laughs> so in the Disney backpack has all the paraphernalia that we take with us. We have like the autograph book and the book that we use. What is the character encyclopedia or something like that? Yeah. We use actually for characters to sign and just kind of keep a collection of all of that. We keep ears in there. We keep magic bands in there, our pins, all of that fun stuff. And we actually keep it all in there even when we get home. Like it's already pre-packed and it has all of the stuff that we get to take with us to have fun in the park. So we have that. But then I also have a diaper bag or we have, what do we call that? What kind of bag? Tactical, tactical bag? It's a tactical bag. bag, yeah. So we've turned a tactical <laughs> bag, so it doesn't look quite like a diaper bag, but into a diaper bag. So it has all of her incontinence supplies, her diapers and wipes, and um, 
some extra meds and things that we need. Her seizure meds and stuff are always on us. And then in there is snacks and changes of clothes. Changes of clothes and, you know, just all the odds and ends that she personally needs throughout the day. Um, Then we also. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, you know what? One of the things that I keep, that we keep in there is also like hand sanitizer, Mm -hmm. um, Clorox wipes, like, like, er, you know, and uh, when you in the Ziploc bag, they have the travel section where they have the Clorox wipes. That comes in handy when it comes to, you know, if you, if you need to find a spot to change or whatever, you need to just kind of wipe something down, always comes in handy, you know, uh, those, those Clorox wipes. Um, always a, a big deal. But like one of the other things that we do inside, uh, w- like within that, all that stuff that's inside that bag um, is also, there's important stuff in there. I keep, you know, this is like, you know, we, it usually makes it through. Okay. I know it's on that, but I, I, I have a little tool in there. It's a little multi-tool um, that we use just in case something happens to her wheelchair. So it's one of those things where like I have to keep that little Allen wrench multi multi tool in there, and if I ever get asked about it, I always just say, you know, it's it's just to do any repairs to her <laughs> to her wheelchair, and you never know. But sometimes like a headrest goes loose, or sometimes a you know just a, a wheel or an armrest isn't sitting right, and just a little you know it's one of those things that it's a little thing, but keep it in there all the time just just in case. Definitely, and it has come in handy. We've had oh a few yeah. times where we've had to make some adjustments on things. Or it's gotten knocked off or whatever. (laughs) 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 On accident, not like on purpose or anything. Um, So then we also, so we have those bags that we usually have. Oh, we also um, pack sunscreen. So we always have sunscreen in there. And sunscreen is essential for going to Disney because everything is outside. There are some indoor things, but, you know, just being aware that most of your travel and your walking around is outside and it's uncovered. So you definitely want to bring sunscreen with you. So also in those bags or the backpack, we usually have these portable fans that are battery operated. So those you can find on Amazon or you can look Etsy shops, things like that. There's so much out there that you can get, but they're portable fans and they come in handy um, just to kind of keep her cool, keep the air moving because sometimes, especially in the Florida heat, it gets very humid. It's very stagnant and it can kind of just wear you out just because of the Florida heat. Um, so those fans really help. We've also um, gotten a couple cooling cloths where we can just dip into water. You wring them out and you just put them around her neck or on her on her legs to even protect her from the sun or just keep her cool, things like that that we've used. So those are some great things to always have with you. Also make sure you have the extra batteries that you need for the fans because those wear out pretty quickly. Um, so i got to tell you, there's one thing, one trick with the fans that I saw another family do. Because like these fans, they could like oh, clip yeah. on wheelchairs, they clip on strollers, and all that kind of stuff. But I saw one family, and I was really jealous of their idea. Was they actually used USB powered fans, mm-hmm. and then they took external batteries, the ones that you would just use for your like charger for your phone. Uh, they used those to power up the fan, and I thought that was brilliant because now you don't actually need physical batteries, but you can just plug it into the wall, charge it up, and then you're able to charge up a fan for your child. So. Um, what I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into using those too. I, th- was that was say, I feel like you're getting some new fans. I know yeah. we're getting some new fans. We're getting some USB sure. powered fans soon. So the, <laughs> and those are great too because then you also may want to bring your external batteries for your phones, right. and then you can use them for your fans too. So <laughs> phones and your phones fans. And fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I nap the fan. <laughs> I nap my phone. <laughs> those are some uh, just kind of general things that we always make sure that we have with us. The other thing is a cooler. 
Uh, our daughter's on a mechanical diet, a special diet, so we do try to pack as much of her food as possible. However, she can eat some of the foods that are at the park, but we do have to be strategic about it. We do have to make sure that there are options that she can chew and swallow properly so that we are not, again, risking her health just for the fun of it. Um, so, <laughs> Gosh. Um, so we just want to make sure that we, that we do plan it and prepare ahead of time. And we always pack extra snacks, extra drinks, um, for her and just keeping everything cool with an ice pack. Uh, but meds are important too, is if your child needs medication throughout the day, you want to make sure that you pack that ahead of time. We actually, um, go ahead and, and pull out the dosage and pack that. So we pack them into smaller containers and just kind of prep it and prepare it for her or have the syringes on hand um, so that we're not carrying around the full medicine bottles and things because that can be he heavy and cumbersome. But if your child needs that, just make sure that you plan accordingly. Um, you know what it is that we use? It's, it's We use those little um, salad dressing containers. Yes. And so it's like these little things, they have like just screw on cap and they're just large enough to be able to put one dosage, one dose of, you know, whatever medication medication it is, <laughs> and, uh, and and get that handy. So we keep all those in a little Ziploc inside of her bag, and it's handy dandy. It's, it's a double thing. It's, it could it could hold ranch, <laughs> or it could hold uh, life-saving medication. So Very true, and most of the time it is our medication. It's her medication, not ours, but her <laughs> medication. And speaking of that, you may want to pack some Advil, <laughs> yes. uh, just because sometimes... The day gets long and long it gets day. hot, and get uh, sore. but that's for personal use, not for your, your child necessarily. Um, so just kind of keeping those in those things in mind that you may want to pack ahead of time, and just make sure that you have on hand for your child. Of course, if there's anything else um, medically that they need, you want to make sure that you have those on hand. And we're gonna talk a little bit about where you can actually take care of your child in the theme park in a little bit. Wayne's got that for you. Um, but another idea that we also do um, is in case of an emergency or let's say you go through all of the changes of clothes or through all of the diapers that are in the, the bag that you have, um, a great idea to do is to kind of set up an emergency kit within your vehicle. Just kind of leave. I usually take a, an, uh, sorry, an old wipe box. So like there's these plastic boxes that come with your wipes. Um, I usually fill that up with some extra wipes in a Ziploc, a couple of diapers, change of clothes, and I actually throw in a couple of other things that our daughter may need in case if, like, maybe she comes down with something and is not feeling well. I have a thermometer in there. Um, we have a first aid kit, what different things like prepared? that. I know. I have a, you know, like a... I didn't even know there was a thermometer in there. I just <laughs> there thought is. there's so all this I cool try stuff. to plan ahead, you know, just in case it, you're not you're away from home, you you don't necessarily have all of your supplies and things like that. And of course, if your child is sick at some random time and may come down with a fever, you kind of want to get on that and be able to intervene as as necessary. So, um, just in a pair of gloves too, may may be necessary, something like that. Um, anything that could help them uh, be at ease if they do come down or do get sick with something. So um, like maybe even an extra dosage of Tylenol or Motrin or something like that could be on there. I'm not saying that I have that in there, but maybe those are some things that you may want just depending on what your child needs. But I keep all of that just kind of in that container or a Publix bag um, in our in the back of our van. You know, and that's kind of a kit that we keep for any time. But it's it also has come in handy during our trips to Disney, right, guys? Right. <laughs> so we have a personal story in which um, we had to pull over to the side <laughs> of the road 
because uh, <laughs> poor Emily. Um, <laughs> you guys are laughing at me, but you feel bad for her and you feel bad for me, right? Um, so it was kind of a what? How should we say this delicately? It was a explosion. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. This was uh, it was blowout, but yeah. this wasn't actually at Disney. It was on the no, way on to the way to Disney, and, and on our way to Disney is a couple of remote roads where there's not anything handy or around, and so you know sometimes uh, s- like stuff like that happens, and so mm-hmm. when when that happens, uh, you it, it's well, you, you really need to be prepared because you really need to have the extra clothes handy, the yeah. extra. Everything. I've, if I could have just replaced the car seat, I would have because <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was one of those that things. much. Yeah, we, we had to uh, just improvise <laughs> on our way. And it was one of those messes that. And you, that was a stop to Walmart afterwards. You yes. don't want to keep. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. And you don't want to keep that in your car. So you no. throw every evidence of that away. <laughs> Or just on the side of the road. No, everywhere um. <laughs> away, and it was just you know. It was just it was a just big mess. Bad. We had to do what we had to do. If anybody was there, if if anybody saw us, they'd be like, "What? What, what just happened? Happening? Some kind of yeah." It was just um, wipes, and but it was pants and diapers and everything are being thrown out of this van. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> we learned a lot from that experience, and, uh, and and that's why it's like you know when you honestly, it is one of those things where uh, one of the things you got to understand is on the road to these places. A stop to Walmart, a stop to Target, or something like that may be something that's necessary. Also, uh, something you might want to know is the Disney resorts and most other kind of name brand resorts, they have a gift shop, but inside the gift shop is also a spot where you could buy more wipes, you could buy more diapers, you can buy a change of clothes. It's going to have some kind of mouse ears on them, but you know, <laughs> uh, but you can buy those things there just in case you need them or when you actually do need them because you've run out or you've forgotten something or whatever. And so that kind of stuff is always there. And being prepared, um, just in case, I know that sometimes you can think, man, it's just, you know, we're just over, we're overdoing it. We're overprepared. Uh, but we can tell you from experience, we everything we've prepared for, we've needed at some point. That's why we're prepared now when we go. Exactly. So, uh, Diana, do you got anything on your list that you'd like to share? Sure do. <laughs> well, good. Um, the first thing on my list is the crowd calendars that we use to decide whether or not we should go to Disney that day. Oh, that's right. So we use a couple of different crowd calendars. Um, I like to look at. There's two that I, that we like to look at the most. One of them is from Touring Plans. Touring Plans. dot uh, com. This is not like a. This is not an ad or anything like that. They're not going to give us any money. It would be nice if they gave us money. Um, but I use touring plans and I also use, um, WDW, oh, prep to go. And so they are another, it's two different, uh, websites, but what they do is in different ways. They take a look at the crowds. They have all this data, all this research from years and years and years of tracking attendance at the parks and they compile what are the lightest and heaviest (coughs) days to visit the park and they do it on a scale of like zero or one to ten um disney is never at a zero i'm just telling (laughs) you like at that point it's never at a zero however there are some times that you want to go and you want to make sure that you know honestly it's one of those things where if your child's in a wheelchair you want to maybe have your first few times going be when the crowd is light because when there's a lot of people number one it's hard to kind of see so it's hard for them maybe to see some shows or see the parades. 
But then just to be able to navigate through the crowds until you're an old pro, <laughs> you want to go when it's light. So we usually try and go when it's pop quiz. You guys remember? We try and go when the number is at six or below. Six or below. Ding, 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 ding. You get <laughs> a Mickey pretzel next time we go. Um, <laughs> okay. But, the, uh, but we try and you know, go when it's a six or below. And so a lot of times, like what I do is I'll look ahead on the crowd calendar and I'll mark the calendar with a little subtle mouse. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, will let everybody know that I think this is a good Disney day because it's a six or below. But we have also gone when it's, you know, more uh, more intense, when it's been a seven or an eight. And in some cases, we've gone like, you know, right after a holiday mm-hmm. and it's a 10. Uh, and people might think that we're crazy. But we with are. experience, <laughs> we are. But with experience, we've also been able to navigate pretty well. Or like if we go, like if just me and Tina go or something and we don't, we're not bringing Emily and we're like, we don't bother looking at the calendar necessarily. And then we get there and we're like, holy moly, this must have been a 10. Like, you know, like we're like, we did not look at that calendar. You just, yeah, you judge the crowd. (laughs) You definitely tell a difference between a 10 day and a five, six day. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely a difference. And just kind of keep in mind like what your your child can handle, especially if your child gets overstimulated mm-hmm. or overwhelmed by crowds and yeah. especially standing in lines because, you know, the higher the day is, the higher the attendance, the longer the lines and the waits. Um, so we're going to kind of help you with navigating that a little bit. But um, just kind of keep in mind the crowd is still there, mm-hmm. you know, whether oh they're yeah. standing in line or not. The crowd is still there and it's everywhere. So there's not really a quieter area to get away and escape from. So you want to keep that in mind. What can your child handle and what can you handle as a, (laughs) as a parent too? (laughs) We happen to be in one of the best months to go right now. It's September. September is a really great time to go because uh, right after Labor Day, for most people that live up North school has started. So that's kind of like the the signal that for everybody, all like all school has started. And so it's pretty light crowds. And then once you start kind of getting closer to October, um, uh, then we have a lot of the folks that are on, on holiday. All of the people <laughs> that are uh, um, over the uh, across the pond uh, come and they and they begin to visit and begin to make those trips and those treks. And then you kind of fall into the holiday season and it starts getting bigger, bigger and bigger. But do you know what day is the absolute best day to go? Pop quiz. Do you guys know what day? Christmas Day? Nope, not <laughs> Christmas Day. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. I could definitely go on that day. We should do that. It's the lightest <laughs> day of the year at Disney. It's su- I mean, Super Bowl Sunday. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. And uh, the day after Super Bowl, everybody's there because they bring the parade. We're going to Disney I'm World. I'm say the day before a hurricane hits. <laughs> <laughs> the Floridians are all still there. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. You get on every ride, no problem uh, whatsoever. Um, you know, let's talk about just the the lines and the weights because I mean we could talk forever about Disney and going to Disney and all that and I mean that's just something we could start a whole separate podcast on going to Disney and that whole process. This could be part one. This this might be part one actually. And so uh, <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to talk about is the disability assistance service. And so it's the DAS is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And the DAS uh, this is not so just kind of like just the kind of crunch the rumors like hey I heard that if you have a you know child or an adult in a wheelchair, that you get to skip the front of the line. That's not how it's done at Disney. When you when you use the DAS, I think this is actually um, just a really great service to families. You first off, when you sign up for the DAS, I'll tell you what it actually is. What it is is that when you go up to any attraction that you want to go to, and you say I'd like to use the DAS, 
when you go when you go up to them, they will give you a return time based on the wait time that's on the clocks or the or the um, trackers. The, the trackers right on top of the you know the lines. And you, if you've ever been before, it says you know wait time you know one hour wait time half an hour, and they'll give you a return time to come back. That way, regardless of whatever disability you're dealing with, so you know it, it could be. A mobility issue. It could be a, a crowd issue. You know, it could be a, you know a being sensitive to light and the sun and or anything like that. Uh, you can do whatever it is that you got to do to um, keep your family member comfortable. You know, and so sometimes you get a return time. You can go shopping, go inside an indoor you know area, and go and and, and shop or you know go and get something to eat real quick or drink something or, or whatever. But you get to come back. Then you go in through that fast pass area to go into the ride. And so you've waited just like everybody else to be able to go. It's not some kind of instant pass just because, um, you know, a member of your family has a disability or a special need. Uh, you, you still wait that period of time, but you do it in a way that's best comfortable for your family. Mm-hmm. And so it's that. And then here's the thing with Disney, another misconception. You don't have to bring a doctor's note. You don't have to bring what their diagnosis. You don't even have to disclose it because Disney understands that not every disability is visible. Not everybody is dealing with you know, a special need that is visible. They're not going to say, sorry, you don't get a DAS. You're not in a wheelchair. Uh, they're they're going to take your word for it. It's on the honor system. You, you go and you request it. And in most cases, you do it when if you go into the Magic Kingdom. You go to the town hall, the main you know town hall to go and do it. Guest relations. Guest relations, uh, and then it's guest relations everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so you would go and do that um, at Hollywood Studios, at Epcot, or Animal Kingdom, and you would do the same thing. You go to guest relations, and uh, it's really cool because they take a picture of whoever your MVP is, whoever <laughs> your guest is that uh, uh, that has this. They take their picture, they and, and then they scan all the bands that are in that party. And then from there on out, you go throughout the park and you can just request the return time uh, with your DAS. So it's it, it's really cool. And, and that lasts for one month? Yeah, it lasts for – it used to last longer, I thought, but I, but right now – It used to be – I think it's six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. yeah. So you have it marked on your pass holder card or whatever ticket for six weeks. So you don't have to go back to guest relations – like for every time park. I go every visit, time. Yeah. yeah. If you're park hopping, you do it at one park and you have it. And it's there. And but it's yeah. really helpful. It's just one of those things where, and especially when it comes to like planning your day, if you really want to kind of plan out what it is that you're doing, it allows you to order up some fast passes because you can get three fast passes for the day at the park. You can order up your fast passes and even then plan accordingly and say, well, then we want to ride, you know, this ride and, you know, we'll do it through the DAS because we weren't able to get a, fast pass for it and it, it allows you to actually kind of do more in less time mm-hmm. so if you have a family member that gets fatigued pretty fast you can plan accordingly mm-hmm. any thoughts on the DAS no I, I definitely agree with like the planning accordingly um, if you can get a fast pass to something that's hard to get on then snag the fast pass versus a DAS you can do a DAS you know for something that may not be as difficult to be on or vice versa you got to um, use. So you have to use it on something that that guest in your family can ride on, and so yes. you can't just get a DAS for like the rock and roller coaster, and you know, and then you know, Emily's <laughs> not going to ride the roller coaster. So. I'd let her go on, but you guys. <laughs> but there is also the child swap, or I, some, I yeah. think that's what it's mm-hmm. called. Where if 
I mean, it's not cutting. It's not the same thing, and it doesn't have to do necessarily with anybody that has special needs either. But it can pertain to that. But if you have, let's say, two parents went and had a child that did not want to go on the ride, you can all wait in line, and then when you um, get up to your turn on the ride, one of the adults can stay with that child. You could be a single rider, ride the ride, and then just go ahead and swap with the other adult or child, depending on who wants to go on the ride (laughs) and who doesn't, I guess, and um, ride the ride without having to wait. So there's that. Yeah, and we've done that a couple times too, Mm -hmm. just so that we can experience something that, again, you know, we got a fast pass for. It's a rare ride to be able to get one for. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we've done it for like the Snow White's Mine Train and, Mm -hmm. you know, like that kind of stuff. Like roller coasters and things that Emily cannot necessarily ride. And Tina will not ride. Yeah, that's true. And Salma, I will not ride either, but I'm your child, soldier, watcher, whatever. (laughs) 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 I'm the parent. That's, That's my title. But anyways, like you don't have to necessarily do child swap in that time. But right, if right. there's something that I will ride, but Emily cannot ride, then, you know, we can do this, the swap. So basically I can stay with her for whoever goes first and then eventually you get off, we swap and then I'll jump right on in the line uh, next. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, I mean, that's been a benefit. We've done that for like Space, Space Mountain, Mountain yeah. And yeah, the mine train and things like that. So awesome. All right. We're back to Tina. <laughs> what would do you got anything on your list that you'd like to share? I guess the um the other thing is just kind of looking ahead and when you're planning your trip to Disney, kind of uh, navigating through the map to figure out ways that you can soak up as much AC as possible, especially oh, yeah. if you are going in the hotter months of the year. During the winter months, uh December through probably February, maybe one or two weeks out of those months. But anyway, you'll get some cooler weather and it's it's doable all day long to just be outside. Um, but most of the time in Florida, it is hot, it is humid, um, there's lots of sunshine, so soaking in as much AC as possible is a tremendous benefit of some of the rides and shows at Disney, so make sure that you just plan accordingly, um, if you're going to be on an outside ride or something, then maybe the next thing you do is something inside, um, and then kind of swap it out kind of with that pattern in mind. Or if you know you're going to eat at a certain time, make sure that you're near the restaurant that you know that you need to go to because maybe that's the food that your child likes or the food that you want, you know, say for dietary needs or um, just looking for something that whatever your dietary needs are, you know, whether you're trying to eat healthy or whether you're trying to just enjoy the day <laughs> and eat it all up. Um, but there's just so many different options at Disney and there's so many different ways to soak up that AC and ways that your child can just have time to cool down, um, and relax and, um, and not be in the sun the entire day. So, um, there's Disney world has an app where you can see the maps for the whole theme parks. You can see wait times, you can see kind of what shows and what when they start and when the parades start, all of that is accessible on your phone. So utilize that as your tool and kind of how you navigate the park and where you want to go. I We always kind of think about ahead of time, even with Fast Passes and DAS, like where do we want to go? What is something that Emily can enjoy? What is something that we as the adults can enjoy? And what is something that we all together can enjoy? Um, so that's kind of like the plan that we have in mind. So if we can accomplish those things where we all enjoy, she enjoys, and then we as adults enjoy, then our day is complete. Um, but just keeping in mind with all of that, those three things that we kind of pick and plan, we try to um, create and navigate the park in a way that we can soak in the AC 
um, for Emily especially, but even for us too, because, you know, <laughs> yes. we get tired and hot and we need breaks as well. So, um, well, some of those things too that you want to, um, you know, keep in mind when it comes to planning, you know, like fast passes or whatever, some, some of those rides, if you're dealing with a disability that is um, a mobility issue, and so if you have a, you know, wheelchair or you can also rent, you know, motorized, mm-hmm. you know, uh, motorized wheelchairs or strollers, strollers and, um, and regular wheelchairs too. Yeah, I was gonna say like the go kart, not the go karts. What are these? Like <laughs> scooters. You know, so it's like you know, if you don't have one of those, you can always rent one. You know, while you're there, and you may not necessarily need like a DAS or a fast pass uh, to get to some of those like shows. All you have to really do is go in through an, uh, a handicap accessible entrance, mm-hmm. and that gets you some special seating. It, if you end up waiting in line. Um, with the long line or whatever, you'll, you'll still get sat in the handicap accessible seating. So it kind of doesn't really matter. And if you have a child that rides a stroller because that is more comfortable for them than necessarily a wheelchair for an all-day thing, you can always ask for a red tag called the stroller as a wheelchair tag. And what it is is that uh, if your child sits in the stroller, like when Emily was smaller, she sat in a stroller like um you know a wheelchair that was you know elevated a little bit higher and uh it looked i mean it just looked like a stroller and so it was mistaken for a stroller a lot and because of this tag it allowed us to just kind of gain access to you know wheelchair accessible areas pretty easily because all the cast members are trained to see this tag and so it's just one of those things where you know man i love going to the indoor attractions and you know it's one of my favorites if, if you want a really fun um, experience, you know, go to the uh, Frozen show in Hollywood Studios. Not only is it hilarious, but it's also indoor. <laughs> it's air conditioned, and there's snow. People, <laughs> there is snow at this ride, so it's nice and cold, and it's a nice, nice little live attraction on the and inside. It's a good, like fifteen minute long yeah, show. Oh yeah. So you get that's one that everybody likes. <laughs> <laughs> Feel hard magic. They splash water on you, so that's refreshing. You know. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a lot of different you know o- of those experiences as well. That's a good one. Yeah, scope out, be on the lookout for all the uh, air conditioned areas. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I think you're out of like you you used up your list. I used up my list. Diana used up. I her agree with all of yours. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite snack? Um, it depends. It depends on the on the season, the day, the trip. Sometimes I like a pretzel, sometimes I like a churro, sometimes I like popcorn, sometimes I like a candy apple. I can keep going. I'll what else <laughs> do I like? I'll, I'll have them all. Uh, <sighs> I've got I've got two really kind of that I want to share really quick. Okay. okay. You have any more that you want to sh- that you have to share? You got more? I just didn't know if we want to talk about advantages. Oh, I want yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about that. I got two things real quick, and then we'll talk about some advantages. The first thing that I want to talk about is the baby care centers. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So. One of the things you want to that that you want to know is this: if you have a older child, or even if you travel with an adult that needs um, to change, maybe they you know if they have to go and it, maybe there is um, you know a diaper that needs to be changed, um, maybe they, you know, they need to just refresh and just you know change clothes or whatever. If you need to feed, if you're looking for an indoor spot, and again that maybe the crowds are a little bit too big at the um, at the restaurants or anything like that. The baby care center slash first aid area is your friend. It is there to help you. Now, let me tell you really quickly about the baby care centers. The baby care centers have huge changing tables. These are changing tables that are about the size of 
a short adult like me. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like if you are an adult and and you need to, you know, lay down to be changed or whatever, you can use the changing tables at the baby care center. You can also use the beds at the first aid center. So the first aid center also has an area. All you have to do is go in there. They they respect everybody. They don't make anybody feel, you know, uh, weird or, or put anybody off or anything like that. You literally go to those first aid centers and you say, hey, I need to change, you know, my son, my daughter or whoever, and they'll show you the right way to go. I have often fed Emily inside the baby care center because they also just have some tables and chairs that you can sit at and get a rest. And it's air conditioned and it's fine. And it's just it's not as exciting as, you know, going to, you know, Liberty Tavern or, you know, anything like that. But it's one of those things where uh, it, it, it gets the job done. You're still inside the park and you're able to you know rejoin your family relatively you know quickly. So the baby care centers and the first aid centers, I mean, they are definitely your friend. Be familiar with those. Even if you just kind of walk into the park and you got a second to just kind of pop in and make yourself aware of where they are and what's in them. Go ahead and do that. They love to show those off. But the second thing uh, that I wanted to share uh, before I forgot is this. You can use a Disney travel agent to help you plan your trip. Now, the, a lot of times when you think of that, you go, oh, you got your own Disney travel agent. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what I think. And yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> we ha- and we do. We actually have our own uh, Disney travel agent. And uh, the, the Disney travel agency that we use um, all the time is Vacation with the Magic. Vacation with the Magic. I'm not getting paid by them. This is not an ad. <laughs> but Gordon at Vacation with the Magic um, has always taken care of us. And here's the thing. They specialize in special needs travel. And so they already know in advance you know, what you need. They give you this really cool special needs questionnaire to kind of let you know what are some of the accommodations that you need when you get there, and, uh, and they take care of it. And it's one of those things like it's, it's the little things. One of the things that they always arrange whenever we stay on property at Disney um, is they arrange what they call a deep clean. Now, you may think to yourself, shouldn't every hotel room be <laughs> deep cleaned, right? Um, but that was uh, me that was you Uh, but no but like they they aren't all and so a a deep clean actually will make sure that all the filters have been replaced um, that the air that you're breathing in there isn't stale and stagnant and all that Um, you know they they do a deep clean of the room they you know they shampoo the carpets they They make sure that it is um, pretty near allergy free you know when it comes to uh, the rooms and a lot of people don't know about that that they'll just they'll do that at your request but if you have a Disney travel agent like what like what we use it takes care of that in advance mm-hmm. it's kind of like they they um it's almost like they they say oh Emily's going on a trip for a couple of days let's <laughs> hit the Emily button and all of Emily's needs like pull up and it gets all taken care of Emily needs bed rails mm-hmm. you know when when we stay um, at a hotel, so it's they're there. They're there waiting for us whenever we come. Uh, and the cool thing is, if they're not there, it's a phone call away, and they provide everything that you need uh, to make all that work. They even arrange for us to have a microwave in a room that doesn't normally have a microwave in it because it was a dietary need. Right, and refrigerators and things like that oh, yeah. in case if they don't have and them. We could do an entire show. We don't deal with a lot of um, dietary needs once we get into the park because we kind of handle it ourselves and take care of it, but you could do an entire show on just dietary needs and how Disney bends over backwards. Mm-hmm. Whether you have an allergy or you have a specific diet that you have to be on, uh, they do it. And it's one of the reasons why we keep going back is because they take care of 
the family for whatever need that they have. They want to make your 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 whole trip literally magical. They want it to be you know to be great. So um, use a Disney travel agent. We've got the ones that we like to use. You may have one that you like to use, um, but it always will come in handy. And it's always listen. They will always just do whatever they can to take care of you, and it's free. Like it, that a lot of people don't know that it's it's just free. It's free to use a Disney travel agent. They get paid by Disney because they booked the vacation. Um, and so it doesn't cost you a thing. And uh, you can walk around going, I have a Disney travel agent. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so you can do it's that. Not like we walk around doing that. <laughs> I do. I walk around doing that. I have a T-shirt that says But it. we do appreciate Gordon. But we do appreciate Gordon. Uh, so, uh, and you wa- so you wanted to share a little bit more. Well, we, we were just talking before we started recording about kind of the advantages of going to Disney with a child with special needs. Um, it's kind of unique in which, you know, she does have a visible disability because um, she is in a wheelchair. She is nonverbal um, and she's cute as a button. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that helps, too. <laughs> but um, going with her and having these magical experiences or magical moments really just... Um, are special, extremely special to the parents. And I feel like if we, as a parent, if I were to keep that from my daughter, she'd be missing out on so much. And as well as not only her missing out, but you know the community of Disney missing out. Um, because the workers at Disney, they go above and beyond and they try to help children with special needs and even their families, like Moon said, they go abo- above and beyond accommodating. But they go above and beyond to make that child have moments where they feel extremely special and yeah. extremely unique and celebrated in their uniqueness and in their abilities. So it's been incredible. We've had lots of special moments with character meet and greets, um, getting a little bit of extra time to spend with her and um, getting to know her and understanding her, knowing that there's some processing delays. So they you know, they can pick up on those things. A lot of these characters train on how to work with children. There's a lot of stories out there, you know, of how they celebrate the characters meeting um, children with autism and, and how they just, you know, bring them on little walks with them. You know, like these characters are able to spend the time with the children and getting to know them and really create those magical moments for them. But it's not only the characters, it's the actual staff. We've had a couple run-ins with um, a gentleman named Gerard. Yeah. Is that his name? Uh, Gerard, who has created some really incredible magical moments for Emily and just giving her some gifts, um, pins and things, and having her have a special meet and greet with the parade um, with Judy Hopps and uh, Nick Wilde and things like that. That was before those characters even had just rolled out and they weren't even coming down to meet the crowds and stuff. But he arranged that where they where she could personally meet them. Yeah, it's it, it, it w- it's really neat because you know every once in a while you encounter a cast member that has a really mm-hmm. soft spot, you know, for a particular you know child that they see, and and they kind of help make you know again make some magic, you know, happen. And um, one of those kind of one of those advantages that I s- that I experience a lot is the fact that because we try not to do so much, right. The, I, I feel an advantage of being able to really actually enjoy the environment around us and enjoy Disney at a much slower pace. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you have to do everything, like you're running like to the next thing or you're mm-hmm. kind of racing through stuff. But because we have like, hey, we got like three or four things that we just want to do today and that's about it, you get to experience all of Disney. You get to look around. You get to see the environment. You get to hear the music. You get to smell the smells and, you know, and all that and just really kind of, 
take it in and and almost in a way that um you know because there is a processing you know a, 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 a slowdown in processing you know you almost kind of bring yourself to that same point too of i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take it in you know just really enjoy it like you know this the, the the you know the parade you see you see the parades from a completely different perspective when you get down at your child's level and you see what they're actually seeing and you notice that there's a cast member or a character you know that makes a visual connection with her and they take the time out during all this parade and there's thousands of people watching that they they make eye contact with with your child to make sure that they're saying hi and that they're waving or that they kind of make some kind of gesture one of my favorites is like when Minnie does a little heart gesture with her little hands and, you know, aims them down, you know, at our daughter. And I'm like, that's just the coolest thing, you know, to, to really just get the experience. And it's by slowing down and really kind of being able to soak it in and take it in. Absolutely. And I think even being open to those cast members approaching your child and having conversations with them. I know a lot of times we're a little tentative and a little hesitant to engage with others or have others engage with our, with our children, especially, um, stranger danger. Sometimes we have that, <laughs> but I feel like Disney is not a place, especially with a cast member is a place where you do have to fear or where you do have to, you know, put everybody in question what their motives are. Their motives are genuinely creating magic for your child and creating comfort for you as a family. So I think just, you know, putting your mind at ease, uh, the hesitation, the questions, the fears that you may have, I think putting all of that aside and just opening your mind to create magical moments for yourself and for your child is is what could happen. Definitely. But, I mean, there are some other great advantages, too. Parking for, you know, handicap parking <laughs> is super close, you know, to the parks. So you don't have to walk, you know, all the way. Sometimes I forget that we have a uh, handicap parking decal. And it's because we're just, I'm, I'm just used to it. It's, it's there. It's always there on the vehicle. So when we get waved in to you know to go and park, they go just follow the blue line, and you follow the blue line to where the handicap parking is, and it's close. You know, it's it's closer to the park than any of the other parking spaces. The all the other parking spaces, you have to get on a tram and ride that all the way up to the front. That's great. And I've been before to Disney by myself, where all of a sudden I get ushered over to <laughs> the other parking lot. You're like, wait, wait, the blue line. I'm gonna follow the blue line. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. And then they make, and then I'm like, I'm riding the tram, and I'm going, oh. Yeah. I have to say, I've n- I never before going with you guys have ever seen this blue line, and all of a sudden <laughs> it's like there's just a blue line that you have to follow all the time. But I'm like, how did I never notice that line ever before? And all the times that I've been, there's probably a lot of stuff that you haven't noticed before, or that when you go by yourself or without Emily, like yeah, you I definitely experience miss completely the different parking for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang it! We should have brought Emily. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, and one, like one of the cool things too is because it takes Emily a little bit of, of, of time to kind of like process what's what's oh, going yeah. on. Um, is the the re ride option? Yes. And so sometimes Emily will get on a ride and won't really realize that she's on this ride till it's about halfway done, mm-hmm. and then she gets excited and then she's like in for it. And uh, and sometimes we've asked. Can we re-ride? And they say no problem. And sometimes the cast member has just asked. Offered, yeah. And they said, Hey, would you you know, would you like a re-ride? And we go, Yes, yeah. absolutely. That was, that was a great surprise. <laughs> I'm like, Yes. Awesome. She's like, Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know about again? it. Yeah. You're okay. just like, like, stay stay sitting. We're going again. Like, we're going again. <laughs> How nice. Yeah, that's really exciting too. And then some of the rides actually 
you have to transfer, so mm-hmm. getting them out of the wheelchair right. if they are in a wheelchair. But then there are some particular rides. If you kind of, again, navigate and, and map it out, that your wheelchair can actually go right on to the yes. ride. So onto the trams and or the carts or whatever. Um, yeah, and they anchor them in. So those are really nice, too. So sometimes, like, we are, Emily's still small enough, we can lift her and carry her into the the tram, the car. The rides, carts, I don't know what we're going to call them. They're all different, yeah. Um, So, you know, getting her out of the chair, that gives her options to really just kind of wiggle and move around a little bit outside of the chair. So we do that. But then um, also there are times when we're, you know, we're tired. And so (laughs) lifting her is not quite the best option at that time. So rolling her right onto some of those rides too is, is great. And, and again, Disney's very accommodating. They're very patient with you. They'll even sometimes stop the ride so they can help you get them on and yes. so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So, you know, again, they're ag- very accommodating and they understand and they, they work with you. Another cool resource to use um, for that is a, uh, it's a blog <coughs> and an Instagram account that I follow called Rolling with the Magic. So um, just uh, I was waiting for you to chime in with rolling with the homies. No, oh, sorry. I was choking in the background. <laughs> oh, was that you? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I tried to. It was uh, the magic of radio. <laughs> <laughs> now she's doing it again, just so we know <laughs> for sure. So oh, no, Diana. Uh, but rolling with the magic is a great resource uh, to, to take a look at because they, man, they review everything when it comes to dealing with Disney on wheels. And so they let you know how accessible, you know, certain areas are, which rides you can just roll up on, which you have to transfer. And uh, I love their Instagram and, and their blog. Their blog is extensive, too. They have a lot of reviews on the accessibility of the parks and all that. And that's just one of the resources um, that I've used. So that's Disney, guys. Awesome. And there's so much more we I can know. probably get into. But this is just part, part one. one. We'll come back <laughs> at another time. We'll revisit. And, and talk. We haven't really even talked about like our own personal experiences and all that. We'll come back with some Disney stories at another time. Um, but we're going to... Yes. I would say if they have questions, to make sure to drop those questions in the comments. And drop them. Where can they contact us, Oh, I'm Tina? sorry. <laughs> all right, commercial time. <laughs> Connect with us at specializedpodcast at gmail.com. Or at Specialized Podcast on Instagram. And or specialized, specialized Pod. Oh, I'm sorry. At Specialized Pod <laughs> on Instagram. Or at Specialized Pod on Twitter. Find us on Facebook at Specialized Podcast. So those are some great areas you can put your questions. Those are great. Yeah, drop us a line. Yeah, ask us any oh. questions you want to ask. You want to know why it's Specialized Pod? Because on Twitter, that's the maximum number of letters I could use. Okay. <laughs> so it's Specialized Pod. Okay, that's it. And then uh, we get the rest. So we're going to take a quick uh, a quick stop just to kind of let you know about Ability Tree Florida. If you're enjoying Specialized, let me encourage you to make a donation to Ability Tree Florida and support their mission. Ability Tree Florida is a nonprofit organization that comes alongside families impacted by disability and provides rest, R-E-S-T, recreation, education, support, and training. This fall, they are kicking off some incredible support groups for both moms and dads, uh, along with some incredible fall programs, such as our big trunk or treat that's happening, Ability Fest that's happening in October as well. You can get all of those details on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash AbilityTreeFlorida. If you would like to support Ability Tree Florida, just visit AbilityTreeFlorida, donate, 
AbilityTreeFlorida.org. That's AbilityTreeFloridaDonate.org. And now we've come to the last part, the final part of our podcast. This is where we talk about the three areas that we focus on. Uh, so, Tina, do you want to tell us what those three areas are? Yes, I do. Those three areas are, sorry, I had the song, it's the final <laughs> countdown in my head. So anyway, um, <laughs> um, this is my song for the, for the episode. So those three areas, sorry, <laughs> squirrel, um, parenting, connection, and education. So we each pulled a card. And That's right. last week I got education. I got parenting. Connection. And you got connection. And so uh, we are running into overtime with this podcast. So we're going to do lightning round. I'm so good at lightning round. All right. <laughs> we're going to do just lightning round. Just kind of sh- we're going to share uh, the highlights of that area. And so what we try and do with this is that we each pull one of those words and uh, we try and just uh, find a resource or something that we can kind of connect with online to help that fits that area. Okay. And we'll put those details in the show notes. And so if there's a website or something to check out, we'll put that information in the show notes as well. And so I'm going to have Tina start. I always get to go first. Well, because what would it look like if I said I'm going to start? Would it look like I'm just kind of being like my own favorite? No. (laughs) You're good. I'm good. Anyway, (laughs) education, it was my topic. And I found a great blog with a list of incredible um, books that you could add to your classroom library or your school library. I believe creating an inclusive culture within your school is extremely important, and books are a great way to encourage awareness, understanding, and acceptance in kids. So I think if we can get those books in those libraries and just start creating that culture within your school and your classroom, those are great resources. That is going to be in the show notes, that blog post. Um, but I do believe that this list was extensive and has a plethora of books and for different age levels as well with kids with spe- with different disabilities and it even breaks it up by specific disabilities. Um, so if you have a child within your class with autism or ADHD or cerebral palsy, you have a book that you can turn to or purchase or buy to begin creating that inclusive culture. Awesome. I love it. My area is parenting. Okay. Uh, but I kind of wanted to come at it with an interesting angle this time. And so um, this, is the, this is the season where I start scouring resources online to try and figure out the best way to build my daughter's Halloween costume. Every year <laughs> we, uh, we do something that's really cool wrapped around Emily's wheelchair so that we can kind of build a creative Halloween costume. And so there's one resource that I want to talk about this week. Um, that is a really fun thing to kind of take a look at. Several years ago, when I was visiting my brother in Austin, Texas, I met a family um, by the name of, well, I met a dad by the name of Brett Passmore, uh, and I met his incredible daughter, Kirsten. And so Kirsten, uh, she was dressed up as a Dalek from (laughs) Doctor Who. Okay, and her whole mecha- her whole uh, a motorized wheelchair was designed as a Dalek, and so it was really cool to just kind of see that costume and all that, and just really kind of get really just pumped about it. I was like, "Oh wow, this is just the, the the coolest thing!" And I got really pumped. And she goes, "Well, have you joined our web page, our our Facebook page yet?" And I go, "You guys have a web page?" 
is yes. And it's called Causeability because uh, they are actively involved in the cosplay community for people with disabilities. And so they combine those words together. They create this thing called Causeability, C-O-S-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y, Causeability. It's a, it's a page on Facebook. If you want to see some incredible costumes made by, designed by, created by folks with disabilities, this isn't just um, this isn't just uh, wheelchairs masked as other things. These are folks with other types of disabilities that are, like we said, some are visible, some are invisible. Everybody's welcome on this web page, on this Facebook page, uh, to join, and everybody's welcome to participate. And so it's really neat to see some creativity in some of these costumes that are out there. So I want to invite you to take a look at it. And as a parent that takes great pride in putting together a special costume. Uh, for my daughter every year at Halloween, um, you know, this is a great resource just to kind of be able to see what's out there. And this is a gr- and, and they're great people, too. If you've got questions on what you can do to put something together, they're, they're always happy to answer. It's a great community to check out Cosability on Facebook. Diana. <laughs> Hi. What'd you get? <laughs> Mine was Connection. So um, my on Instagram, there's this lady that I follow, but her... Um, Tag, what's it called? Your her subtitle or tagline? Her name? Nope. Oh, no, nope, her username. Her username. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun game. Yes, there you go. Uh, her username is the Able Fables. And oh, um, yeah. yes, so she does like inclusive children's picture books. She also does clothing. Um, a lot of it has to do with um, being inclusive. And she has really cute, really, sorry, got away from the mic again. <laughs> she has really cute shirts and um, check it out on there. But also, she posts pictures of a whole bunch of really, really cute kids every single day with a bunch of different disabilities. And um, when you, if you click on the pictures, a lot of the time she either tags the family or she tags um, that disability, and you can follow along and connect more with either that family in particular or you can learn more about their disability. And um, I just think you should check it out. I like looking at it every day. Super, super cute kids and cute shirts that you can also buy. That's a fun one too. Yeah, if you're looking for a fun uh, Instagram page to follow, definitely follow Able Fables. The Able Fables. The Able Fables. And so check that out. Guys, that's Specialized. We uh, wrapped up another episode. This is the third episode. This is the third. So we, we you Hopefully asked people you to commit. Hopefully you in there long enough to hear the third. Hopefully this is the good one. This is the third and longest episode we've ever had. So <laughs> it's Disney. This, yeah, uh, you it know, is Disney. It's we had a lot to say. So Disney. So thanks so much for uh, hanging with us. we got plenty more coming up in the next several weeks. And uh, just as Tina had said, Want to remind you again, please connect with us online. You can connect with us at specializedpodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram and Twitter at specializedpod. You can also find us on Facebook at specializedpodcast. And if you really like what you're hearing, please consider supporting Ability Tree Florida at abilitytreefloridadonate.org. And another way that you could really help us out is by going online to wherever you listen to your podcast. Find us on that podcast player and give us a rating. If you give us a five-star rating, that's great. Be honest. Go ahead and share what you think of the Specialized Podcast. It only helps us get found by other people who are looking for the same kind of podcast that you're listening to right now. So we really appreciate all your help and support over these last three episodes. We can't wait to provide more for you. And we're going to wrap things up with Tina's favorite catchphrase. We're going to (laughs) remember it again this week. Here we go. Remember to find the joy in the specialized life. Thank you, guys. This is Wayne. This is Tina. It's Diana. Signing off. Thank you. 
Bye. Bye.